Hello and welcome to this latest installment of Barnard's on the NBA. I am your host, Matt Barnard, and I'm joined here by my son and co-host, Emilio. Hello. That's, uh, that's Emilio. And we're joining you here uh, midweek, breaking from our uh, typical format to uh, focus in on just one player. And that's going to be, if uh, the name of the episode didn't give it away, Clint Capella. Yep. The uh, center on the Atlanta Hawks in his first year there after beginning his career in Houston with the Rockets. Uh, so since we're only talking about one guy, let's uh, let's dig in and uh, let's get to know Clint Capella. Mills, uh, what can you tell us about where Clint Capella is from? A little about his background. Um, he was born in Switzerland, one of the only Swiss players in the NBA, among three others, Enes Kanter, Tabo Cephalosha, and... Nikola Vucevic, um, he did not, he only started, he used to play soccer before he got into basketball, and then um, he was 6'3 at, at only 13 years old, and, and his brother suggested he switch sports, and he was inspired by Tabo Cephalosha to play basketball, and he like started at like 15 years old. Yeah, pretty cool to think about. I mean, Tabo Cephalosha had uh, made an impressive career for himself as a, uh, you know, a Swiss uh, basketball player in the NBA. I mean, a really solid defender and a guy who was a, a part of some important lineups as a wing stopper. And if you think about the timing of it, uh, I mean, when Tabo was younger, I mean, there were like no big time Swiss players based on the names that, uh, that you just read or yeah. you just said, uh, you know, players who come from Switzerland. So, um, you know, Tabo Sevolution, one of the first to, uh, to come along and uh, inspired Clint Capella to a career that, you know, got him to the uh, European Junior Championships at 15 with the uh, Swiss team and then uh, onto a club team in France. Not bad. Yeah, pretty impressive stuff. I mean, he, he made his way on to uh, Elan Chalon, I think, um, in, uh, in 2012 and uh, was there through the time he was drafted in uh, 2014. Yeah. Uh, when that time came, he was taken by the Rockets with the, uh, the 25th pick in the first round. Uh, pretty late first round pick, but uh, he's really, really paid that off. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the Rockets got. I mean, I mean, I know they don't have him anymore, but when that happened and they saw him in his first one or two, one, two, three years, they're probably pretty happy that they got a guy like Kirk Capella out of that pick. Absolutely, and it's a little bit of a slow start for him, but uh, he's really rounded into form. But let's. Uh, Let's hold off on that for a moment and talk a little bit about uh, what you what you see when you're looking at Clint Capella on the basketball court. Yeah, I think um, now in Atlanta, he likes to run plays with um, Trey Young. Also, um, how, how about just physically? I mean, oh, in terms of like what, what kind of a player are we talking about? Oh, guy who likes to score in the paint, good at rebounds, good at blocks, um, shoots right. Um, <laughs> no, he's six ten. I mean, let, let's oh, go through some, yeah, of, some yeah. of the basic specs here. Yeah, 240. Yeah, so some pretty good size. Um, yeah. Uh, Clint Capella, certainly big enough to be a modern center. Uh, you know, not a, not an enormously wide, physical, strong-looking guy, but certainly big enough to yeah. hang with uh, with most big men in the NBA. Also, um, 26 years old and 254 days. Also, yeah. almost 255 days. You know, Basketball Reference serves up the specifics, and uh, you know we we really appreciate Basketball Reference for uh, all, all the great info. Uh, yeah, so let's uh, let, let's talk a little bit about uh, about about his game. We're starting to get into that in terms of what he uh, what he likes to do on the court and where you yeah. often find him. Yeah, likes to play in the paint for sure. I mean, 
he hasn't had a three in his career, which is very rough. I mean, only two attempts. Yeah, but I mean, you gotta hit some threes, especially if you're on the Rockets. Yeah, well, fortunately, he's not on the Rockets anymore. But uh, I guess the Hawks like to shoot that three ball as well. Yeah, with Kevin Herter, Trey Young, DeAndre Hunter, John Collins. Absolutely, a lot of three point shooters. But that really uh, speaks to you know where it's a pretty good spot for him in in Atlanta, being surrounded by a whole bunch of shooters and being able to focus on the things that he's best at. Yeah, I, I think uh, you know when you think about uh, about Clint Capella. Uh, at his most effective, it's really uh, right at the basket because this guy can really throw down, as we like to say on the podcast, uh, whether it's on a lob, whether it's uh, catching the ball right at the hoop and uh, just sending it home. Yeah, definitely seen him in the dunk contest a couple times, too. Emilio's uh, just kidding about that. 6'10 guys don't often make it to the uh, dunk contest, and it's really except not Dwight about – Howard. Yeah, except for Dwight Howard. I was saying they don't make it very often. It's something yeah. they never make it. Uh, Clint Capella, more of a functional dunker, though. I mean, he will get the ball and he will put it in the basket with authority. Don't worry about it. It's going down. And yeah. uh, I think his uh, career field goal percentage kind of speaks to that. Yeah, I mean, led the league in, a, in field goal, regular field goal percentage, two-point field goal percentage, and effective field goal percentage, and all in the same year with six. About, about 65%. 60, uh, little over yeah, 65%, 65%. In each of those stats. Yeah. Yeah, as you mentioned, not popping any threes. So he doesn't have that uh, dragging him down at all. But uh, a 63% field goal shooter uh, for his career. So, I mean, you know, taking pretty efficient shots. And I, I think, um, you know, now in Atlanta, he's had a little more license than he has before to uh, expand his game, get a few more shots up uh, than he was yeah. used to in, uh, in in Houston. I mean, you've seen his field goal attempts just, you know, creep, creep up. I mean, I think, you know, still early days in Atlanta, and we're going to see where that goes from here. But uh, when he's expanding his game, it's more of, uh, you know, getting into trying some layups near the basket, that kind of thing, which he's a little bit less efficient at than, uh, you know, just throwing it down. Yeah, I mean, he can also, like, um, like definitely, like, put it off the glass from, like, a, a short distance away, 10, 15 feet. Eh, I mean, I, I, I don't really know about that. I mean, I, I think really with Clint Capella, you want him in the dunker spot. You yeah. want him right at the hoop. You want Trey Young lobbing it to him. And but think, you got to stay out of the paint. You don't want a three seconds. Well, that's that's a fair point. Just in general, it's good good tip for uh, for all the youngsters out there. Um, <laughs> but uh, Clint Capella really, uh, I mean, uh, capable of being a really efficient player if uh, given the right role. And I think on this team, as you mentioned, with all these three point threats, uh, all these guys who he's d- developing a connection with right now, he's in a good spot. Yeah. All right, let, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, about his uh, his style. I mean, what what does uh, what, what does Clint Capella look like out there? Yeah, we were talking about that a little bit, like in the paint. Yeah, I'm talking about his uh, his his stylish hair. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. he got um he got the um the yellow spot in his hair, similar to Dennis Schroeder, but Dennis Schroeder I don't think he has that anymore. Yeah, he's uh, Clint Capella's been rocking with that for uh, for for quite some time. Uh, definitely uh, putting his uh, putting his mark on the uh, the NBA hair game. Yeah, for sure. I mean, gotta have one of the best hairs in the league. <laughs> uh, well said. Also, want to mention that his nickname Swiss Bank. Yeah, Swiss Bank. I mean, uh, you know, people probably searching for uh, an opportunity to use that one for quite some time. I'm not quite sure I understand it as it relates to him. Is it? Uh, it it's like you, you, your money is safe because he's defending the rim, maybe. Like your money is in the rim, and like he's he's, I don't know. I mean, obviously the Swiss part makes sense. I mean, he's Swiss, so 
I get that. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe like he's so good at scoring, so like Swiss Bank. I don't know. That doesn't really make sense. So. Oh, you know what it might be? Um, he like he made. I think he's made the most money of any Swiss team athlete. So he's made bank and he's Swiss. I was thinking maybe like bank shots, but he like doesn't really. That's not really his game. Like t- like putting it off the glass. Yeah. But maybe maybe it is the maybe it is the money, and I guess we we can get to some of his uh, career notes here. Yeah, it's like. Thirty-six thousand, like money for his career. Thirty-six million. Yeah, that, that million. he's that he's made so far, and I, I think uh, definitely gonna make more. Yeah, I mean he he signed that uh, you know five-year ninety million dollar extension as a restricted free agent with uh, with the Rockets before getting traded to uh, to the Hawks, and um, you know as we mentioned for for a guy taken late in the first round, he's uh, he's really made bank, and I mean. As you mentioned, he's still young enough that he could uh, see himself working into another contract or two. Yeah, I also want to mention that um, that he um, has um, fourteen point eight um, rebounds per game, leading the league so far this year. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, still early, and uh, you know, the other players. I'm sure Andre Drummond will have something to say about uh, you know league uh, rebounding title, but uh, absolutely, Clint Capella is in that mix this year. Percentage. Yeah, and he's uh, total rebounds per game. Yeah, and uh, I, I think. Um, you know, the Hawks really deferring to, to Clint Capella uh, with the ball the coming off the glass. Yeah, I mean, just, you know, hand off to, to Trey Young right away, and that, that connection works pretty well. Yeah, um, also averaging more rebounds and points per game. Yeah, I mean, he's he's, uh, he's he's been a beast so far this year. I mean, you know, impressive numbers in both those categories at uh, 14.8 in terms of rebounds per game and 14.1 in terms of points. Now, we're talking about Clint Capella right now because uh, of the week he's coming off of, right? I mean, some really impressive numbers from uh, Clint Capella over the course of the past week. I know we mentioned yeah. it on the podcast over the weekend, but uh, it's worth revisiting uh, some of his highlights from the past week. Yeah, I mean, he had that 10-block triple-double. I'm not sure if we got to that on the podcast. Wait, when was it? Um, yeah, yeah we, we, just, we discussed that on the podcast, the 10-block the oh. triple-double. But, I mean, it, it's worth mentioning again. Yeah, um, I think he, uh, yeah, he had that 26-27 game um, in rebounds and um, assists. <laughs> rebounds <laughs> and points. points, yes. I'm sorry about that. And, um, yeah, he's been putting up some good numbers in um, blocks, rebounds, and um, points ha- is fourth in the league with bl- in blocks with 32. Yeah, I mean, impressive stuff. Obviously, a ten block game will uh, will do a lot to uh, you know bump your block numbers up in uh, in in one shot there. But yeah, he's been uh, he's been a consistent shot blocker throughout his career, and there's no reason to think that won't continue uh, here in Atlanta. And, and certainly, you know, watching the highlights of that ten block game, you can see uh, when he's dialed in for blocks, this guy can go get them. Yeah, I mean, he's got to do more. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll see more of that as he gets more comfortable in his uh, new environment. I mean, he's only 14 games right now into his Hawks career, so still making a lot of adjustments. I'm sure getting uh, yeah. you know acquainted with the new digs, but uh, off to a terrific start. I mean, the, the Hawks uh, Hawks look pretty good this year, and he's been a big part of that. Yeah. Now let's talk a little bit about how he got to the Hawks. Um. Yeah, it was big four team trade right there, um, with Robert Covington and Clint Capella being the main sources of the trade. Um, in a four team trade with twelve player deal and um, including um Jared Vanderbilt. Yeah, I mean you got to mention our guy uh, Jared Vanderbilt getting some big run in the league right now, uh, with the Wolves. Power yeah. forward starting. So I mean a, a big move for the for the Hawks certainly. I mean casting their lot with the you know uh, with. A big man here, and uh, and a guy who they they hope is going to be a capable rim protector. I don't protector think they gave away that much either, too. 
Yeah, I mean, I, th I think a lot of it was about being, uh, you know, up for taking on his, uh, his his contract. I mean, and uh, you know, giving up some assets as well. I mean, giving up, um, you know, first round pick in that in that deal as well. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't invest in picks that much, but I probably should more. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's reasonable. I mean, with someone like Clint Capella, who's like very clearly is someone who could help you right now. Uh, you know. Why wait, right? I mean, yeah. for a team like the Hawks, I mean, they have a n number of other players that are on the come, ready to, uh, you know, push forward. And, you know, we're actually seeing that come to fruition this year with the Hawks yeah. team. So it's been uh, been a pretty good job for them so far. So uh, before we uh, before we move on and uh, get towards the end of this uh, this look at Clint Capella, got to talk a little bit about his uh, about some of his early career stats. Uh, one in particular really has stood out to me for a long time. I know you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's kind of rough. <laughs> I guess I was trying to tee you up there to, uh, to, uh, to, to I'll mention it. it. I'll do it. Go for it. Um, four for 23 um, free throws in his first year. Yeah, back in uh, 2014, 2015, again, very limited minutes. Only played 90 minutes across 12 games that season. But uh, four for 23 from the free throw line. That's 17.4%. Uh, uh, one of the most eye-popping NBA stats I've seen, uh, four for 23. I mean, what, what are you going to say? Yeah, it's not very good. No, he's improved his free throw shooting quite a bit since then. I mean, he's, uh, you know, gotten as high as uh, 63% back in uh, 2018, 2019, back down a little bit the last two years. Obviously not uh, not a guy who's making a living at the uh, free throw line, not a shooter, uh, as we've covered. he got to um, be popping more. No, he doesn't have to be popping more. <laughs> he needs to not stand in the darker me. spot and uh, catch lobs and finish plays. And uh, he's very capable of, of doing that, and uh, I'm, I'm sure that's where he's going to be focused going forward. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the uh, the shape of uh, – was there something you wanted to get to? Yeah, I just wanted to mention that was his first triple of his career that he um, just experienced. Yes, uh, well well said. Uh, definitely uh, notable. Unlikely he's going to see too many triple-doubles given uh, the way he – Puts up stats. It's it's going to probably take ten blocks in a game for him to get there, but uh, it certainly could happen again. And an impressive feat to be sure. Yeah, um, we were talking about how those how those two threes might be um, heaves. It says it right here. It's playoffs. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's all right. He he actually did have one heave. Uh, one of his two threes uh, attempted in his career was a heave. So uh, yes, good uh, good to point that out. Let's talk a little bit about the uh, the shape of his career so far. I mean, I know uh, I, I often take a glance at uh, basketball references, similarity scores, which attempt to kind of line up a player's position and their win shares across uh, across their best seasons and, uh, you know, their second best season, third best season, yeah. et cetera. And uh, just look at, at uh, similarities uh, across different players within a position group. Not always, uh, you know, a direct line. You, you don't want to necessarily read too much into these things, but it is interesting to have a look. Anyone yeah. jump out at you? Yeah, seeing Steven Adams up there. Um, saw Nicole Jokic, but um, mainly, um, or not mainly, Al Horford, but mainly Robert Parrish. Very close to him at the top there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's only, only 87% uh, similarity score, but, uh, but, but still interesting to see that he's, uh, you know, kind of, on a track that uh, that parallels in some ways, uh, you know, players that have done as much in the league as Robert Parrish and Al Horford. And, uh, you know, reason to think that, uh, that, that you know, maybe he's going to be able to keep up a pretty high level of play for uh, for a number more years. Is Robert Parrish in the Hall of Fame? Of course Robert Parrish is in the Hall of Fame. Come on. Mm -hmm. 
I was just making sure. Yes, he, he certainly is. Actually, interesting, if you look at, uh, at Clint Capella's uh, similarity scores, uh, note uh, Chuck Scher. Uh, man, we uh, we mentioned uh, once upon a time on this uh, on this podcast. Uh, he was um, really, yeah, on, on, on one of our uh, one of our squads. As I, uh, uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Played for Bowling Green, I believe he was the center on my uh, my Bowling Green team. Might have been my team. I don't think in, in that episode. No, I think he went with somebody else. In any event, let's not get lost in uh, in, in Chuck Share talk. He'll uh, he'll get his own episode someday. Probably not. Uh, probably not. All right, so uh, before we wrap up this episode, where do you see things going for uh, for Clint Capella from here? I mean, he's uh, he's 26 years old on this uh, up-and-coming Hawks team. What do you see him doing going forward? I think he's going to be solid, for real, but um, I think he's going to play a while more with the Hawks and then get to another team to finish his career. Maybe the Rockets, probably not. Um, Yeah, I think he's going to do pretty well. I think this is going to be one of the best years of his career, and I think he's going to be – these next few years are also going to be some of his best years. Yeah, the Hawks are in good position here. I think that, you know, they have him locked up through his age 26, 27, and 28 seasons. These are likely to be some of the best, maybe, I mean, probably the best of his remaining career. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he seems to have, uh, you know, fit into a really good role and a good situation here. And uh, I agree. I think, you know, the, the future is bright for him over the next couple of years. And uh, who knows what happens after that? It's hard to say how his game is going to develop. Certainly a guy who's reliant on his athleticism, but obviously his size isn't going away anytime soon. And, yeah. You know, if he can continue to block shots and protect the rim and finish in the way that he's able to right now, he, you know, could continue like this for a while. Yeah. He will shrink at some point, though. At well, a little bit. Uh, probably after his career is over. <laughs> I have to guess. All right. So, um, <laughs> Do you think, uh, think there could be any all-star appearances in uh, in his future? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think uh, that's probably right, but I think he's, uh, you know, it's going to depend somewhat on the composition of, of the East the next few years and, and who, who knows where his career takes him after that. Yeah. I think he's at least, you know, in the fringe of that conversation or at least can put, can put himself there. Yeah. I mean, there's Giannis, who might you consider center, um, Joel Embiid, Aaron Baines. <laughs> Milio uh, joking about Aaron Baines, who we were watching uh, some highlights of earlier, looking pretty washed. Um, Clint Capella, uh, uh, quite a bit better than that, but uh, it, it, it is a high bar getting onto the All Star team uh, in either conference at any time, and uh, I yeah. think this is a good example of that. Yeah, Andre too, by the way. Andre Drummond, yeah. I mean, you know, exactly. I mean, I think a player who uh, you know is in a similar range in terms of NBA centers to uh, to Andre and. Um, yeah. I, actually, Andre's been having an all-star level season so far. Yeah, we may have to uh, revisit him on uh, on his own episode. But for now, I, I think we'll uh, we'll wrap it up here. And uh, thank you very much for uh, for listening to us uh, trying out this uh, this new model for uh, for episodes here, uh, focusing in on one player. If you have any uh, comments, anything you want to share with us about it, uh, we'll Chuck share a reference there. Uh, you can hit us up at uh, Barnards on the NBA at uh, gmail.com or at Barnards on NBA on Twitter. Yeah. Um, thanks for watching. Bye.